right. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles with you tonight, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Colossians 3.23. Stand with me tonight all over the building for the reading of the Word tonight. The Bible says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Master, in the name of Jesus, here for the next few moments tonight, I ask that you would anoint these lips of clay. God, that you would speak through me, Lord, as a vessel. Lord, to the hearts of each and every one here tonight. God, I ask you, Lord, that you would open our understanding to receive this word. I pray, God, that you would give us the spiritual ears to hear your voice. Spiritualize to see this path, God, that you're laying here before us tonight. Give us the godly wisdom to walk therein, and I thank you for it. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Praise God. Amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question tonight. When's the last time you gave to the Lord something that really cost you? I'm not talking about just giving from your abundance. I'm not talking about giving something that don't have much of an effect on you. I'm not talking about just a tithe. I'm talking about when's the last time you gave something that really cost you? Something that you really felt. Serving God in a pleasing way is going to cost you. Don't shout me down. I'm preaching good. We're going lots of different directions tonight. I want you to turn with me. I want you to get the, I want you to get a hold of God's idea tonight. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Go on down there with me to verse 40. The Bible says, And if a man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. What's he saying? What's he saying? He's saying, hey, give more. Matthew 5, 40 and 41, he's saying, give more. Now understand, I'm not just talking about money tonight. So don't think this is a big pitch for your bank account. Because it's not. It's in all of your giving. But I want you to get God's idea, His principle, His thought process. Because listen, we need to think with a renewed mind. Remember, it's not what must we do, it's what can we do. And I want to tell you something. If you're going to please God, you're going to have to give more in everything, including money. I know nobody likes to hear all that. But I'm going to tell you how to get into the blessing tonight. All the blessings of God. All the blessings of God. He said here, if someone asks you to go a mile, he said, go twain. He said, double it, go twain. He said, if somebody sues you at the law and takes away your coat, he said, give him your cloak also. What's he saying? He's saying, hey, 
Remember what the Bible says, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured unto you again. He's saying, give it all to him. I got more where that came from. That's what Jesus is saying. That's what Jesus is saying. You hear me? You hear me? I'm not just, I'm not one of them TV preachers all of a sudden that's going to call you and try to get all your money. I'm just trying to tell you, Jesus is saying, go and give it to him. I got more. You think Obama's got a print and press? He borrowed it from me. I only let him have it to just bring this nation down where I can get a hold of some of these people. He's still in control of the money, church. How many of you know that? He's still in control of everything. How many of you know that? Praise God. Isn't that a reassurance? Hallelujah. Isn't it good to know? Praise God that he still, hey, he ain't bankrupt. That's right. Ain't no recession in Jesus. Hallelujah. I tell you what he thinks with all this gold they're trying to pitch for down here. I tell you what he thinks for it. He paves streets with it in his house. Hallelujah. In his town, he paves the road with it. Praise God. That's how much money daddy's got. Man, you think it's something to see somebody's got a golden toilet and a golden sink. My daddy's got golden streets. Hallelujah. He paves the road with pure gold. Praise God. You don't even want to know what his sinks are made out of. He don't use concrete for the foundations. Praise God. He uses every precious gem and emerald, every gem known to man, including diamonds. Hallelujah. He uses that to put under your feet. It's the foundation. You want to talk about rich. Man, we got a rich daddy. Man, he's rich. How many of you ever heard, no pain, no gain? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife don't like to hear all that. She, I did not ask you all that. When she goes walking and she says, oh, I am just walked a mile today. I feel good. I said, well, you didn't do nothing. She won't hear all that. But she didn't. If there's no pain... Your body's already immune to that level. You're not doing anything. It's when you find yourself going, Oh, oh God. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God, give me some water. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me, God. You lost some weight. You lost some weight that day. You lost some weight that day. That's right. Clap for the truth. It's the truth, praise God. It's when you wake up the next morning, you go, Oh, God, I can't move. I'm going to say, Man, you did some good yesterday, didn't you? Yeah. Man, when you're walking and you feel them legs on fire, you feel them calf muscles back to burn, like somebody just set them on fire, man. That's when you, boy, you're burning some fat then, praise God. When you, listen, she said, Well, I can't walk no more, it hurts. Go, there's the key. Huh? You're at the threshold. Walk through it. When you get into that pain, every minute you're in pain, you're gaining something. Praise God. Let me tell you something. You're gaining something. There's, it's painful losing that old stuff. It's painful losing, getting that old dead weight off. Let me tell you about the spiritual walk. It's painful getting that old dead weight off of your church. Where is my cricket at? Come on, son, get on out here and work out tonight. It's painful. It's painful. 
If you ain't... Listen. Hallelujah. The crickets have come home. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Man, I tell you what, I was about to jump over this pews. I'm going to tell you, I was about to go dancing on the pews there, thanking God that sent a Holy Ghost filled cricket down here. Get me all excited. That is too cool. You have got to get me a recording of that. Praise the Lord. And give me some for Brother Bain. I'm sending you some, brother. <laughs> but, yeah, probably killed my little cricket. He wasn't much about show business. He didn't like all that microphone thing. He thought she's fixing to hit him in the head with a stick. <laughs> but listen, church, you know, I want you to understand something here tonight. If you're not feeling it, if it does not, if it does not affect you, it ain't doing nothing. You're just going to... How many of you want to go further in God? Now, listen, now, put your hands down. Put your hands down. I don't even want to see all that. You think about that before you say it. Because if you want to go further, it's going to cost you more. You hear me? If you want to go further in God, it's going to cost you more than it took to get you to the level you're at. We're not just talking about Monday tonight. I'm talking about a well-rounded diet with God. It's going to cost you more. We're going to talk. This is a man. I'll tell you what. God brought this message. It's going to be a good message tonight. Praise God. It's already getting good. Hallelujah. No pain. No gain. I'm going to challenge you tonight. I'm going to challenge you tonight to do something that stretches you out a little bit. I'm going to challenge you tonight. Get out of your comfort zone and stretch out some. Stretch it out. You know how you get a winning racehorse? First of all, they need to have some racing in their bloodline. Let me tell you. You got some soul winning in your bloodline. Hallelujah. You're grafted in to an almighty bloodline. You are royalty. Praise God. Now listen. Paul was a very emotionally mature man. He said over in Philippians 4, 4, he said, Rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoicing in the Lord always. Now listen. All right, now. All right, I want you to turn over and, and listen. David understood something as well. <clears throat> I want you to turn over there. And uh, with me, if you would, let me get the Scripture here. All right, Lord, what did I do with that Scripture? Second Samuel 24, 24. Turn over there with me right quick. Here, David had numbered the people of Israel. He was in a world of trouble. Gad came and he said, hey, I need you to go over here and I want you to uh, make sacrifice. The Lord sent Gad to David and he told David, hey, you go over here Make a sacrifice in the threshing floor. All right, who's got that? Second Samuel twenty-four, twenty-four. Okay, now wait a minute. Back up, back up, back up, and read that again. Listen carefully. Now here's David, and and listen, listen. Arana was going to give him. The, he was going to give him the threshing floor. He said, "Oh, my king, King David, here, take it. It's yours. Here, take this. Oh, let me, man, let me give this to you. Here, let me give it to you. Look what David said here." He said, nay, nay, no. 
He said, I will surely buy it of thee. Go ahead. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord of that which costs me nothing. David said, hey, I ain't giving God something that ain't costing me nothing. He said, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Go ahead. Threshing floor. He bought it. Hey, if you're giving something to, to, to the Lord that ain't costing you nothing, man, let me tell you something. You need to go further. Listen. Okay, now I want you to go over to Mark 12, 44. Mark 12, 44. Mark 12 and 44. The Bible's talking here about a little widow woman. Look over at verse 41. He says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how that the people cast money into the treasury. He beheld how they did it. And many that were rich, listen to this, cast in much. And there came a certain little poor widow woman, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing, a penny, a penny. And she called unto him, he called unto him his disciples, and he saith unto them, this is thinking with a renewed mind. This is how Jesus' mind works. He said that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance. But now I want you to get this very clearly. But she of her want... She of her want, that word want means lack. She, and that means desire. It means her lack and her desire. It says she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. She wanted, she needed something from God. And she realized she couldn't do nothing what she had. So she gave it all to the Lord in her desire. She understood the giving plan. She understood. To give and it shall be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into thy bosom. Listen, she understood that plan. And so she gave it all. I've heard people say, I heard a preacher one time say, listen. He said, I give, and, and he said, look, have I got a thousand dollar bill? If you've got a, if you've got a thousand dollar bill you need to pay and you've got a hundred dollars, give the hundred dollars. What are you gonna do with a hundred dollars? You can't pay a thousand dollar bill with a hundred dollars. Give that hundred dollars to Jesus and watch what Jesus can do with that thousand dollar bill you got. Praise God. This widow woman understood that. And Jesus said, she's given more than you all. They gave of their abundance. In other words, they gave. What they gave did not, didn't affect them. They gave of their abundance. But she, in her want, she, in her lack, gave all that she had. See that? Now, hallelujah, let's go further. Hallelujah. He said that if any man strike you on the right cheek, turn him to also the other. Turn to him also the other. He's saying, listen, give more. Don't hold back. That's what he's saying. Now listen, Paul 
was a man of action. He wasn't huddling in a corner and afraid to step out on faith. Remember what we talked about this morning. Paul was a man of action. Paul gave it all. He gave his life. Everything that he had, everything that he was about was about God. Amen? That's why he walked in such an anointing. I want to ask you a question. When's the last time you gave a complete day to Jesus? thought I was just talking about money, didn't you? Just a very small part of the kingdom of God is the money. When's the last time you woke up and you just decided, this is you today, God? I'm not talking about church day. I'm talking about taking something away from you. Taking some of you time and making it him time. Turning the phone off. And say, hey, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave a message. I'm not available today. When's the last time? Now, I know not everybody can do that every day, but some of you can. Mm-hmm. God knows. Some of you can. Oh, I'm going to give you some ideas tonight. I'm going to give you some ideas of how to pass the outer courts, how to get into the holy place, pass the brazen altar so you can see His face, pass the priest who sings the praising, how to find that righteousness that you're looking for that's only found in one place. I'm going to show you how to get into the holy of holies. When's the last time you gave a whole day to prayer? What? How in the world can you pray a whole day? Let me tell you something. I've heard people say, I can't think about nothing to pray for. Then just praise Him. You got more than a day's worth of praise. If you don't, you need to rethink it. You got more than a, you got more than a day's worth of time to praise about. You got more than a day's worth of blessings that God's given you to praise about. You could praise Him from now the cows come home and still not cover it all. God's been good to you. Amen? Get the cricket out, sister. We're going to need Him, looks like. When's the last time you gave a day, a whole day, to witnessing for the Lord? Where you woke up and you made that your day's purpose. I'm going to witness today for God. I'm not just talking about witnessing to people out in person. Hey, some of you hadn't talked to some of the folks that you know. And you know who I'm talking to in this audience tonight. I'm talking to every one of you. Some, some of you know people that you've not talked to. It may have been years. Some of you hadn't talked to people in months. Some, uh, some of you have talked to people and you just let them get on the back burner. When's the last time you just woke up and said, you know what, Jesus? I'm going to spend this day witnessing to people and figuring out how to witness and who to witness to. I'm going to make me a list today. God, and with your help, with the anointing of the Holy Ghost, ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, Jesus is rocking. This is rocking the world of Jesus right here. He likes this. Oh, is he liking this real good. If you'll take and step out on faith and say, hey, 
Jesus, I'm going to give you this day. God, I want you to just lead me through the Holy Ghost. Bring to my remembrance. God, bring to my remembrance people I need to talk to, people I need to minister to. God, lay somebody on my heart. You first. You first. Step out. Watch Jesus use you. Watch God use you for what He designed you for. He wants you to shine. Makes Him look good. Because He is good. When's the last time you made a commitment to call all those that you know that need the Lord? Whether they want it or not. Whether they like it or not. Hey, there's people that don't maybe don't want to hear about it. But how do you know that they might have just told the Lord the same thing that fellow in that park said? How do you know that they might have said, Jesus, I know I've been turning you down one last time, but if you still love me, let somebody call me today, God, and I'll turn. How do you know that that's not what they just prayed to Jesus? And you sitting over there going, I ain't calling them that. They've hung up on me. They don't care nothing about Jesus. They don't love nobody. They don't, want, they don't love God. They don't want to serve God. They're trying to head for hell like a freight train. I ain't going to mess with them no more. I'm tired of fooling with them. Hey, there was times you needed another chance. Mmm. Oh, boy. Starting to get on. So I see some feet trying to get up on the chairs now. Keep them on the floor. Let me tell you something. Chances are you're going to need another chance. Some parts of your life. Some parts of your life you better not go back into. You won't come out of it. God's been good to us, hasn't He? There's certain things I'll never cross again. I don't want to tempt the Lord my God. He's delivered me from certain things I don't believe He delivered me from again. I ain't going back in there. Amen? When's the last time you gave a whole day to Bible study? Oh, my God, he didn't just say Bible study. Oh, man, a whole day of Bible study. What's he talking about? When's the last time you gave a whole day to Bible study and just said, You know what, God? I'm shutting the phone off. God, I'm just going to. I'm just going to meditate and study upon your word. I ain't going to let nothing bother me today. I ain't letting nothing interrupt me today. Jesus, this is your day. I'm going to spend the whole day studying your word. God, just speak to me. Show me something new today. Give me a golden nugget today, God. Lord, open my eyes today. Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me. When's the last time you gave a whole day to just praising Jesus? And thanking Him for your blessings. When's the last time you sat down and made a list of your blessings? Have you ever done it? Get you several pens. You're going to need lots of ink. Lots of paper. Write small. I'm giving you some ideas tonight. Some things you need to do. These are things that the Lord laid on our heart. He's laying on our heart tonight. Jesus wants to hear from His people. Jesus needs to hear from you more than He's hearing from you. I'm not telling you that you're not praying and all that. I thank you so much for coming in prayer. Thank you so much. It means so much to me. It just makes me so happy. It makes God happy too.
But I'm just telling you, I'm trying to tell you how to get to a further place. I'm trying to tell you how to go farther. I'm trying to tell you how to go higher, deeper, wider. I'm trying to tell you how to go into the Holy of Holies. I'm trying to tell you how to see His face. When's the last time gave a whole day to reconnect him with old contacts? Just to call and say, Hey, how's everything going down there? Maybe maybe people that you used to talk with about the Lord or maybe people that's gotten away from God, people that need a touch. Contact them. Call them again. Call them again. They're worth it. They're worth it. These are real seeds. These are seeds that are pleasing. This is a harvest that will please God. Harvests come from these seeds. This is something that's going to cost you something. See, a lot of people don't even mind you asking them for money. A lot of people don't even mind that. But God forbid that you ask them for their time. It's like, hey, let me just buy you a car and shut up. I mean, i got things to do. I don't have time. Tell you something, Jesus wants your time. Jesus wants your time. You know why? Because to most people, that's the most important thing they have. And that's what God's after. Don't give me your second rate stuff. Give me your best. Give me your best offering. Give me your best that you can give me. I'm God. That's what He's saying. I'm God. What are you coming at me with a second-rate stuff for? Think that's pleasing to me? Give me something that I know is costing you. Something I know is having an effect on you. That's a sacrifice. Hey, we need to make sacrifices unto the Lord. They say, well, sacrifices is all Old Testament. No, there ain't no more sacrifices. Oh, yes, it is. Praise God. If it ain't costing you something, it ain't pleasing to God. Give Him something, church. Give him something that hurts. <gasps> what? Yeah. Give him something that disrupts your life for his. He gave you something that disrupted his life. <laughs> he didn't go all the way to cross. Okay, that's good enough. I'm coming off of here. He gave his time. He gave his life, he gave his blood, he gave his back. He was faithful, even unto death. He expects no less from us. Praise God. Paul gave it all for God. That's how he walked and moved in that kind of anointing. That's what I'm after. I'm after that anointing. I'm after that place where I'm walking in the realm 
of the pleasure of God. When you become a truly a pleasing vessel unto God, things happen. I know when I'm pleasing God, when I'm not. When you're walking in the Holy of Holies, you've laid down something to get there. The priests had to make atonement for themselves and they had to pray. And they better be right before they walked into the Holy of Holies or they drug them out with a rope. Everybody says they want to go into the Holy of Holies, but they don't want to put the robe on. They don't want to put that robe of righteousness on. They don't want to lay that old robe of flesh down to get in there. I want to walk in that realm. Huh? Don't you? Don't you want to walk in that realm? Man, what would that be like? Let me just ask you a question. Sister Gwen, what would it be like for you to just walk over to, if you had a sister and she's sick and all that, or if you had family room and you just laid your hand and say, you're healed in Jesus' name. And watch strength come to their body, jump up and say, Oh, praise God! And they, oh, oh, hallelujah! And they just go taking off, running across the hospital. Ah, ah, praise God! People think that's a fairy tale. Let me tell you something. It's a real deal. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You, you can have that power. You can have that power. You can have the power to push the doctor out of the way, put your hands on them, say, Never mind, you don't need the surgery. You're not going to, oh, we're going to have to rush you right in surgery. Excuse me, really? This, this person going to, oh, they're going to die. They're, di- they're dead. We've got to take them and revive them. Just move on out the way in Jesus' name. Pow! Ah, hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! You can do that. But it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. What's it worth? What's it worth to you? You know, Jesus called Paul. You know why he called Paul? Because God's people wouldn't do it. That's why he called Paul. Because God's people would not have it. They wouldn't do it. Jesus asked them to step out. Sometimes Jesus will ask you to do some things you may not understand. But if you're not willing... You ain't going to get what Paul had. Paul was willing to make a change. Paul was willing to step out of his comfort zone. Remember, he was a Pharisee. He was deeply religious, but he had to step out. He believed. The Lord knew if he could get him on the right track, there wasn't no stopping him. He just like a, that's just, he, he, I'm, the, I'm the same way in a lot of instances. Not that I would ever compare myself with Paul or Peter or any of those apostles because they were, man, I tell you, I would strive to try to be like that. But I got one speed. It's wide open. That's the only speed I got. Wide open and stop. That's it. And I like it that way. I'd much rather have it that way than to have five speeds and get stuck in first gear. I like being stuck wide open. God likes it too because it's easy to steer something when it's moving. Much easier than it is to try to get something up and moving that's stuck to a bench. 
There's so many people in churches nowadays that have their behinds glued to the seat. And you can see it because when they stand up, the bench gets up with them. They've been there so long, you can look at the, you can look at the indention and say, that's sister so-and-so. That's brother so-and-so right there. Why? Somebody sit down in that spot and say, this ain't my seat. That's a sad thing, but it's true. It's truth. Y'all remember them old cars that didn't have power steering? Boy, you couldn't turn that joker when it's sitting still, but once you got it moving a little bit, it's like power steering. You can turn it with one finger. See, God ain't got no problem steering you as long as you're moving. It's getting you started. That's the problem. It's getting people started that don't want to do nothing. That's the problem. Hallelujah. I want to hear, I, I want to tell you tonight, do something to enrich your Christian walk. Get serious about Bible study. Start memorizing Bible Scripture because you need to know it. Take time to memorize Scriptures. That's one of the reasons why that I give Bibles. haven't done it in a little while. We're getting ready to again. So don't think you, it's all over. I want you to memorize Scripture because you need to know it. Praise God. You need to know that Bible. Make a list of your blessings and give thanks. Read your Bible. Put away all bitterness and anger. Forgive everyone. Don't be saying, well, I I think I will forgive everybody all except for this one over here. Oh, yeah, and that one over there. can't forgive that one now. Forgive everyone. Make it a point to say, Lord, I forgive them. And God, help me, Lord. Help me if there be any unforgiveness in me. God, help me to forgive. Because you need forgiveness. Let me tell you something. You need to forgive everyone. And then go into your bathroom or your bedroom And look at that person in the mirror, and you forgive them too. Forgive everyone, including the man or the woman in the mirror. Put it behind you, and don't go back. Go. Sin no more. Do something for your family. Ask your wife or your husband to forgive you. For your shortcomings and your downfalls and anything that you might have done to disquiet their lives or to cause them grief or to cause them pain or suffering of any kind. Honey, forgive me for not being as good a husband as I could have been. I'm sorry. I love you. And if there's anything I've done to displease you in any way, I'm truly sorry. You're a good wife, and I love you, honey. And I'm going to strive the rest of my life to be the best husband I could possibly be to my wife. I love my wife. I love my family. 
Make a point this week to let them know how you feel. That song I sung the other day, if I go before my wife, that song's going to be sung at my funeral. I'll probably make a tape of that to play at my funeral. If tomorrow never comes, would she know how much I loved her? Did I try in every day? Did I try in every way to show her every day that she's my only one? If my time on earth were through, and she must face this world without me, is the love I gave her in the past going to be enough to last? If tomorrow never comes, take time. Take time. Make time to tell your family how much you love them. Because you never know when it's going to be too late. Don't make that mistake. I've been there. Don't make that mistake. You can't go back and undo death. It's final. Don't put something off tomorrow, church, that you can do today. You need to express your appreciation for all that your family members have done for you. Thank you, honey. For always being there. For loving me through the bad times. For rejoicing with me in the good times. Thank you. For being there in sickness and in health. And for richer and for poorer. Thank you for honoring your vows that you made before God your King. To honor your husband. My wife has always submitted herself to me as a godly wife. Is asked to in the Bible. And I thank you for that. Husbands, you should do all that you can to honor your wife and love them as Christ loved the church and gave Himself. Hug your children and your grandchildren and tell them how much you love them. They need to hear it. They need to know it. There's so much bitterness, anger, strife in this world. They're surrounded by evil and wickedness. They need to know how you feel. They need to feel that love of mom and daddy and grandma and grandpa. They need to know it. Help family members to develop their talents that you see. Help them to involve themselves and express their godly talents. Don't get them involved in things that's going to pull them away from God. Don't put them in things like gymnastics and things that's going to put them in unmodest clothing and things like that. Don't get them involved in swim teams where they're going to be walking around with no clothes on. Get them involved in things that is godly. Get them involved in things that would be pleasing to God. Help them and encourage them and nurture their growth. Help them to channel themselves toward God. Help them. Boy, when you see some talents that God's given them, Help them to express it. Help them to develop those talents, praise God, the best of their abilities. Call your parents if they still be alive. I'll call you tomorrow, Mom. Tell them how much you love them and thank them for giving you the opportunity to live and serve God. Without being alive, I couldn't serve a gracious and mighty God. 
I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to know Jesus. And I'm so thankful you introduced me to Him, Mama. Thank you. Hallelujah. Stop gripping and holding on to those compliments and give them away before it's too late. What are you going to do with them? Give them away. Give them to somebody. Start having daily devotion time in your home. Some of you do already. If you don't, please start doing this. Start making time to have devotion with the Lord. Meditate upon the Lord. Pray. Make it a daily thing. Find your place to worship and minister to the Lord and be ministered to. If you have more than one, if you're not alone in your home, in your household, get with those that are around you and say, hey, let's take a few moments here for the Lord today. Let's just shut off everything in the house and let's just spend a little time with Jesus, maybe in prayer, worship, and praise. Do something for your church. Hallelujah. Try to contact folks and build the church. Try to build the church. Encourage people. Tell people about your church. Tell people about the services. Tell people what's going on in this house. Tell people what God's doing in this place. They need to know. People need this. There's people that need what we've got. There's people that's been looking for what we've got. And they just don't know where to find it. Hallelujah. Visit somebody that's gotten away from church. Maybe some that live close to you that need to get their feet back in the path. Encourage them. Don't give up on them. Encourage them. You want to see breakthroughs in your life? Give till it hurts. Now you understand what I've been saying when I say give till it hurts. I'm not making light of your giving. I'm just saying, hey, you need to give till you really feel it. Is it really costing you? Are the things you're giving God really costing you? Or could you do better? I know I can. I know I can do better. I know I can do better. Told you this message was going to be a little different tonight. I'm just giving you some ideas. Praise God of things perhaps you've not thought about in a while. Hallelujah. Refuse to take part in gossip and criticism. Of your brothers and sisters. Don't be a part of that. It's a cancer. Involve yourself more in the church. I know we have a lot of services for a small church and we have a lot of things going on, but involve yourself more in the church. I tell you, I'm so thankful because we do have a family of members here that really do a lot for the church. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. Contact 
some families in the neighborhood. Some of you have families in the neighborhood that you've known a long time. Maybe you've not talked to them in a while. Maybe you've never talked to them. Contact them. Invite them to church. Invite them to church. Visit somebody that's lonely, that really needs some company. I think we all know folks like that. People that are just lonely and they need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to just spend a little time with them. Remember, the Lord said, Whatsoever you do unto the least of these, my brethren, you do also unto me. He said, When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you gave me meat. When I was a thirst, you gave me drink. Whatsoever you've done unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done also unto me. It would be pleasing unto the Lord that you would visit one of his lonely people. How many of you have ever been lonely? That's a terrible place to be, isn't it? It's a terrible place to be when you feel all alone. Feel so good when somebody calls you or somebody comes by, spends a little time with you. You know what? Because you think about they took time for me. They took time to come and spend with me. That means something to folks. I've gone and visited folks in the hospital before didn't even know me. And I could look in their face and see mine just a twirling, thinking, who is this man that doesn't even know me and has come here to see me? It meant something to them. Pray for missionaries who are doing a tough job in tough circumstances. Being a missionary is not an easy job, I'll tell you. We need to pray for missionaries. And we need to get some missionaries for this church that we can support. And I'm looking into that. I'll be looking into that very soon. We're going to try to get at least one or two missionaries that we can minister to. So we can spread our outreach further. Amen? I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a firm believer in reaching out as far as we can reach. We may not be big, but we can get some things done. Amen? Hallelujah. We're supposed to serve the Lord heartily. There's no such thing as secular and sacred things for Christians. You need to put away all that secular business. Like a mighty army moves, so does the church of the living God. How many of you know an army starts with one? And the strength of an army is their commitment. Their commitment. That's their power. You know, there's been a lot of times small armies have defeated defeated some big, big armies. And it had to do with their dedication, their commitment. Had to do with their stick to itness. Praise God. What are you willing to give for the victory today? So church, you see, it's not what do I have to give. It's what 
can I give? I want you to begin to pray this week. God, show me. What can I do for you? And when He tells you, don't go crying and whining about it. Just do it. And watch God change your life forever. The name of this ministry is Change of Life Ministries. We need a change of life, church. How many of you know we can get better? How many of you know we can be better? Amen. Praise the Lord. Stand with me tonight. Hallelujah.